Hey everybody, welcome to the Chan's Logic People Project. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Chris Mello. He's a handsome devil and a champion, and I'd like him to introduce himself. Tell us about you, Chris. You know what? I was going to say the exact same thing you said, but hi guys, Chris Mello here. I'm a California native, and I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I love fitness and helping people. Those are the other two. I like that. You're a champion. Right back at you. Total champion. So talk to me about the experience of going from Southern California to Sioux Falls. You know, it was pretty crazy because I think I could speak for most people in California that they think South Dakota is North Dakota and they associate North Dakota with the movie Fargo. And uh, we think it snows 12 months out of the year, but it really doesn't. Um, but yeah, I, I met my wife, Annie, in 2001. And we got married in 2007, and she is has roots. She was born in Sioux Falls, but moved to L.A. when she was about two or three. We met in college in 2001. We got married in 2007, and we were living in California and didn't really have much going on. And she just kind of threw down that she wanted to go back to her roots and move to the Midwest, kind of out of nowhere for me. So it took me about six months to realized that it might be a good idea so we just packed up and took on an adventure and moved to Sioux Falls in 2008 and that's how we got here. That's exciting. I, I liked your point that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is, is uh, people think it's similar to North Dakota and I can tell you from experience and spending a week in North Dakota that it's definitely not. <laughs> right, right. It we was, talked about that, I remember. Yeah, it was, I spent what, six or five or seven days there? I can't remember now, but when I asked what to do, they were like, well, you can eat cheese curds and drink beer. So we did karaoke for like 14 hours in a bar, and that was the experience. It's like a karaoke camp. It was. It really, I was like, when I look back, I think I was probably the greatest karaoke in the history of the world, according to the locals. Yeah. <laughs> the competition wasn't very stiff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really look back. We were champions, and, they, and we had no competition. That That's was awesome. <laughs> We, we may have been the light of their, their life, their years, their journeys in that area, just because we were, maybe we were so fun. But I, don't, but I did find that there was definitely not a lot to do up there. Yeah. I kept, I kept messaging you like, hey, man, come entertain us. Right, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's a definitely a different pace of life for sure. Yeah, it was interesting. and. Um, so then when you guys, you've been in the gym and industry for a long time and been in, in this entrepreneurship game for a while. So what was the first thing you ever did and opened up? Well, I was, I was a basketball player. That was my first love. I, uh, I named my basketball Lucille because I heard Pistol Pete Maravich named his basketball. So I did the same thing. But that was like my first passion. So I had this physica physical passion, this uh, athletic passion growing up. And... I got to college, and everybody starts asking you, what are you going to do after college? And I knew exactly what I didn't want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, def I learned through college that I definitely had an entrepreneurial passion, because I was telling everybody that I definitely wasn't going to get your traditional 8 to 5. I didn't want to work behind a desk. I wanted to figure out how I could feed my athletic spirit and have that entrepreneurial spirit meet together. Um, but basketball transferred to fitness training, working out a lot of commercial big box Globo gyms as a personal trainer. And, uh, and then I found this, this thing called CrossFit in 2007. 
And it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks where I could find my entrepreneurial spirit and it could marry my athletic spirit. And so when we moved to Sioux Falls, I didn't know anybody. So I said, I might as well do what I want to do. And we started up a gym in 2008 and it was awesome. It was literally exactly what I wanted to do at that time. And so it was, it was perfect. That's pretty awesome. I like the idea of, and it's ultimately pursuing your passions and hammering down on your passions and figuring out a way to continue doing your passions. And so you took the love of basketball and the love of fitness and then the love of teaching that stuff to people and really organized yourself in a way to where you could ultimately pursue it. And so when you found, when you started this business in 2008, walk me through how that went. What was the experience like? It was crazy because I, uh, we moved to Sioux Falls and it was October 6, 2008. And literally Annie probably had three friends that she still kept in contact with. So we knew three people moving from LA to Sioux Falls. And I just met a guy online that was interested in this whole functional fitness world and him and I just met the first day and decided to just start up a gym as as bare bones as grassroots as you possibly could and uh, it just really just kind of took took form from there we we found a place to lease in December of 2008 and we opened up in January of 2009 and I had a day job working on the internet and he had a day job working as a firefighter. So we just started um, just a couple classes, started talking to people around the neighborhood, and it just started to gain traction from there. It was really very simple. I literally sold my car for $4,000, and I cashed in an IRA, and he just matched me, and we just pulled the money together and just started a gym, like 900 square feet. That's awesome. That's perfect. That's kind of where you want to start with something that's small and you can grow into and really dive into. And so when you guys were opening, what was what were some of the biggest challenges you found you found and how did you overcome some a lot of those problems? I think it was just just meeting people from scratch and not really having any kind of network, not really having any kind of history there. But the way I looked at it was I I play that to my favor and just told people what I think they would want to hear. I didn't really have a lot of pressure on myself and I think it was just it was just getting it going was was the hard part just like any business just like anything important in your life you want to get started the hard part is definitely the beginning and uh, just going for it and just not second-guessing yourself and going with what you know and growing it as you go yeah, that's huge staying in your lane and not trying to get outside that lane too far so as you guys, do you still are you still involved with the gym in 2008, or what happened in that round? You know what, I did it for a couple years, and then we ended up moving back to California in 2011, and uh, just tried to give it one more shot, and for California, and because that's where our family's from, and that's what we knew, and we were we were looking at ourselves before we decided to move and we were walking around our neighborhood in Sioux Falls. We owned a home. We had a great business. We had a great friends and community. Everything was going really great. And we started looking at each other and kind of feel like everything happened so fast, my wife and I. And we're like, is Sioux Falls it? Is this where we're going to plant our flag and stick around? And right at that time, we had an opportunity to sell the business. And that happened so fast that we just figured out that 
maybe we'll give California one more shot and just move back to California. Just like we moved to Sioux Falls on a whim, not really knowing, not really having a plan, just kind of following what we felt good. And the cool thing was we didn't have a ton of responsibility, so we was just her and I on the same page and just trying to figure out life and our marriage and where we wanted to go. Yeah, that's awesome. So back to the California dream. What back did you to come the back to? Dream. Back to the dream. So did you live that dream again in California, or did you figure out, well, you know what, Sioux Falls is way better. It's the bee's knees. You know what, we did. You know, we, we kind of moved back to California just to start, try it again. And I stayed in the fitness game. I stayed as a co- as a fitness coach, but I wasn't an owner. I just worked for another gym, and it was kind of cool because when we left Sioux Falls. I think one of the reasons why is I felt like I hit a glass ceiling at a, on a professional level. I didn't know how to scale the business. I didn't know where to go with it. And I felt everything was just really heavy. I think they call it like a slave to your business. You know, you had mm-hmm. you own a job. And it was driving me nuts because I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have anybody or any help to help me figure it out. And so I, I realized that I lacked resourcefulness. So that was another big player for me to to move back to California to take the pressure off and start over and see if I can reinvent myself. And actually, that's exactly what happened. I worked with the gym. The pressure was off because I wasn't an owner. And I, I learned how to become resourceful. And I learned how to relax again. And everything just kind of fell into place. And I was having a great time. And we were living in... Uh, we were living in the valley in LA, and so it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of things to do. Annie and I were, you know, we haven't, we didn't have any kids, so we like, we got to just go at our own pace and have fun and kind of refigure ourselves out and where we wanted to take our lives. And then about a year and a half, the same kind of thing happened where now everything was opposite. Everything was cool and everything was fun, but I couldn't see a future with what I was doing, and it was starting to bother me again. So then we figured out our next step which was we got to run our own business again and take control of our careers and at the end of the day it was about eight months of really trying to figure it out and we originally tried to open another gym in California but eight months of working and searching and coming to a soul-searching moment we realized that everything what that we wanted was right back where we left it in Sioux Falls so we decided to come back to Sioux Falls and We've been back here ever since July of 2013. So it's been five years. Well, it's pretty exciting. So you kind of figured out who you were, where you wanted to be, and how you were going to get there, and, and what place made the most sense for ultimately your guys' happiness, which is what we all want. Yeah, I mean, you know how they say the grass is always greener, you know? Or uh, yeah. we kind of erased our woulda, shoulda, couldas. And financially, it was expensive, but emotionally and and personally, it was very valuable. And uh, we're super happy now that we're here, and we have no regrets. Like I said, no woulda, shoulda, couldas. It's this is where we're we know we're supposed to be, and we really want to make it excellent and grow and inspire and help and build. That's huge, chasing that excellence and. It makes sense. I think the people who are the most successful are the people who figure out exactly what they need to do and figure out the way to do it versus trying to leverage something you don't want to do or you don't feel proud of or excited about. Absolutely. 
So and now we're we're uh, fast forward a few years. So now we're today. So what are you guys doing now? You've got another gym you've opened up. It's it's running really well. How's that going? Yeah, we started our personal brand. We came back CPM Fitness, and it's just basically the functional fitness mecca of of getting people healthy and as fit as they dream to become. And we have two locations. We have a lot of coaches. We have we're helping. We're in the corporate sector. We're helping a, a big company and other companies in the area, you know, teach their employees how to get and stay fit and be healthy. And uh, we're loving it. We're just learning how to scale our business, how to build professional coaches and really, really duplicate who Annie and I are and just be excellent, be professional and really make this uh, an attraction to people want to do and be a professional fitness coach because you you know as well as I do it's it's and it's living the dream quite frankly and uh, so that's that's what, we're, that's what we're championing up I love it so when you talk about professional coaches and, and we talk about this a lot and build everything up especially in the mad lab atmosphere how would you define a professional coach uh, I would say a professional coach is a fitness coach looked in the same eyes as a chiropractor as a physical therapist, as any professional in the medical community, you know, a fitness coach, a really professional fitness coach has the ability to be proactive and get people fit before they get sick or help sick people get really well and then get really fit. Because my whole thing in the when I was growing up, my mom would always tell me, you got to be a physical therapist. They make, you know, her cousin was a physical therapist. She made a really good living. She had a really good practice. And it didn't make sense to me at the time. I was probably a teenager. But she knew I had this athletic spirit. So she was trying to help me feed that through going through physical therapy. But it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, Mom, I don't want to work with people that are already hurt. And then through this whole basketball, becoming a trainer, opening a gym, I realized that my calling was becoming this professional coach. No different than a physical therapist, but more on the proactive and get people really fit regardless of where they're at. And I think professional coaches, fitness coaches, are the most valuable of anybody in the medical profession because we have the most power to help. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's huge. And like when you think about it in terms of the healthcare world, how often do you see your doctor? Once right. a year, maybe twice right. a year if you're if you're dying or something goes wrong. And how often do you see your PT? Oh, I see my physical therapist whenever I'm hurt. And then, but if you think about it, you have access to a professional coach if you should choose to find one whenever you need to. You could go see your professional coach every single day and talk to them, or once a week, or however often you want to. And, and those to me become the epicenter of health and wellness. The coach becomes the centerpiece. So the coach should be talking to the doctor, the coach should be talking to the PT, and then the client goes to the coach and the coach organizes everything. And and that's the ultimate world of building that professionalism and building that level to where the coach is in the same tier as all these healthcare providers. So I think that's incredible. Exactly, it's, it's like, I don't think people, regular people realize how powerful fitness coaches are and how passionate they really are to really help people. I think it's just it's just not there yet. I think this is a whole new industry. This is a whole new movement revolution. And eventually people will catch on the more that people do become a professional coach. But I mean, to qualify someone as a professional coach is really how that the Mad Lab business talks about is how much can they earn? You know, how many people can they retain? And that shows, that's really a test of how good they're getting 
because they can command or they're, they're in demand and the more they're in demand the better they're going to get the better they're get the more they're going to be in demand and it's it's a pretty awesome possibility and i think it's it's people like us that have to show people the way because there is nobody really showing people yet how amazing this industry and how powerful it is because I really think about too, if I was a regular person that didn't know how to get fit or didn't know how to get well, how would I know where to go? Like nobody really knows where to go. Like ordinary people don't have access to extraordinary coaches. Athletes and celebrities know where to go. They have the wherewithal and the resources, but regular people don't really know yet. And that's where we have to go champion the cause and, and find the people and show them how much impact we can make in their lives and the community yeah i think that's huge and ordinary people there they don't understand yeah like you're saying they, they still think of this as the guy who's on his phone and making some girl in the corner do bicep curls exactly and, and they think of oh fitness means i have to go to the bikini body boot camp center and flop around for 35 minutes but in reality when you look at the realm of the professional coach it's you walk in and you have a conversation with this person about what you're doing and what this means to you and why you even need it and they make a decision and tell you okay this is what you do need they work with you one-on-one -on -one for a long period of time until they feel like you're safe enough to enter a group class and then you go to the group stuff but at the same time you have personal training sessions attached so you're still in main, major contact and so I think those are the, the critical pieces that you need to find if you want a professional coach it's find a way to get in a one-on-one -on -one environment with somebody find someone who can work one-on-one -on -one with you and then find a way for that to transition into something to where you can build into a community because PT gets boring after a while it does it did stay on that was the thing when I was a personal trainer it's the whole thing about you would get going with a coach or a trainer they'd get really good results in the beginning and then you'd get you start to connect, you start to build a relationship, and things just naturally become comfortable and you lose that accountability piece where you become friends more than, than business. And it's a business relationship, and that's where the power of a group class that creates that peer pressure, that extra layer of accountability where they're going to continue to stay consistent, they're going to continue to stay motivated, and they're going to continue to express the fitness that they've learned in the beginning over time. Because that's the thing is you got to, it's one thing to get fit, but it's another thing to stay fit over the long haul. Yeah, that's huge. And that builds into the first thing you said is the most important parameters are retention, how long someone's going to stick around. Because if they don't stick around for a long time, then they're not going to get results, and then you can't be a professional. And then being paid professional level similar to what a doctor or a PT makes because the professional coach, if they're going to stick around in the industry, need to make a wage and a salary that's going to allow them to stay there and be comfortable and raise a family. Yeah, and I think the other thing too, just to spring off this topic too, is I think people are, they're, coaches need to be influencers and we need to attract people to this healthy living and this fit lifestyle because people are naturally going to gravitate towards uh, the least resistance. You know, people, we're lazy by nature. We're always going to take the path of least resistance. We're always going to choose comfort over pain, if you say, or stress, or working hard. So we've, we've got this big weight on our shoulders to really motivate and influence and, and be contagious to where people want to live like us versus feeling that they need to or they have to. And that's the whole thing with this medical profession and, and fitness coaches being looked at like a professional. 
is it's a different conversation because medical community, they can give you a pill and that's easy, but going to the gym and sweating and working hard and being sore and eating healthy, it's not fun up front, but it's definitely worth it in the end. And we have to figure out how to continue to influence and, and attract people to this lifestyle because it's definitely worth it. That's one of the things I tell people. It's like, this isn't a weight loss program, but you will lose weight, but you'll never gain the weight back. You can be as fit and as healthy as you want to be, and it's definitely worth it because of all the hard work in the being. It's definitely worth it in the long run. Yeah, that's huge. It's like, it's not a weight loss program. It's a lifestyle program. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to live better and how to keep living better and how to live happy and yeah. live your dream. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun ride for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And I think part of this is showcasing that us as prof- the professional coach is a real person. They have real flaws. They have real lifestyle choices they make and they have real information to share so it's showcasing to the public what you can do what you can learn and then your vulnerabilities as well because it's ultimately building that relationship with people over time yeah i mean that's one of the things i've learned too over the years is just learn how to be relatable because you know as me as the professional i want to project that i know what i'm doing and i'm living what i'm preaching but i'm definitely not perfect And in the beginning, I didn't want to show that because I wanted people to look at me like an expert or professional. But what I've realized over the years is they don't want to look at me as being Mr. Perfect because I'm definitely not Mr. Perfect, but that doesn't help me relate to them if they think I'm perfect, if I want to act like I'm perfect. I have to show them who I really am. And it is definitely hard to go to the gym some days and work out. Sometimes you don't want to eat healthy and you you don't eat healthy, but that's okay. It's just finding your balance and figuring out what's important to you and just owning your decisions and your choices and living as good as you want to live but knowing that you can't be perfect and you're not supposed to be but where do you want to live and what's your priority is what you need to own and help others learn how to find their balance and where they need to be and where they want to be too and that's where yeah being relatable is so huge and that's why everyone's talking about transparency and being vulnerable and being honest it's definitely the way to go because this is how people feel and people think and how they make decisions or not make decisions. Yeah, it's true. And it's really, and that's why the idea of if you open up your phone and you say, hey guys, I have a confession. Yeah. Those are always the most popular posts because they want to hear it. Like, oh, you have those problems too? Or yeah. Like, hey guys, this is Chandler and today I didn't want to go to the gym. I really didn't feel like it. I would have rather just sat on the couch and ate Oreos. Right. But I, I made the conscious decision to eat a couple and then head to the gym. Yeah. And then they think, huh, so you struggle with that stuff too? It's not just me? Like, yeah. Do you, you guys do this? Yeah, I completely agree. It's a fine line. Yeah. You know, it's a fine line how you got to... Just, it really but, is. But even if, but like you said, if you're just honest all the time and you're, you're congruent with your message and you're trying to be the best and you have that piece of humility with you, that's where you really can't lose. You just have to keep taking action and keep spreading your message. That's it. Be you. Be real. Have fun with people. Show them that it's okay to have some vulnerabilities. Like you can invite people for Pizza Friday. It's not going to kill anybody to have one cheat day a week or to have a little bit of fun and yeah. to showcase to people that that's the kind of stuff that goes into a lifestyle program. Like we're going to teach you how to make this something you don't hate ten years from now. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, life is really awesome. Life should be enjoyed. You've got to have fun and play in your day 
otherwise what's worth it you know like who cares how much money you make who cares if you have a 12-pack ab who really cares if your life sucks and you view that that way like you need to enjoy life in whatever that makes sense to the person or to you exactly if i look back and it's been six years and i haven't had a carb in six years right i'm gonna have to reevaluate my lifestyle choices right <laughs> Right. I need I need to throw in some Tim Tams or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this has been a really good talk. So if you had one piece of advice for everybody listening, what would it be? Piece of advice? I would say one piece of advice. One piece of advice. I have it's on my Instagram at mr.cpm. <laughs> and I would say I try to live my life by a couple of pillars. At least at this point and it it's always changing. But I would say, first thing you need is temperate, and that means discipline. Second thing you need is sober of mind, which means serious. Third thing you need is vigilant, which means determined. And then the fourth thing you need is to be cautious, which means careful. But taking all, the, all in those things into account is you have to come into your day, into your life with humility. You know, we're not going to be perfect, we're not supposed to be perfect, but always try to be the best version of yourself. The tagline I had for our first gym was called excellence is earned, not given. And I really believe that is you got to earn it and it's not going to be easy, but it's not supposed to be easy because that's what makes it worth it. Exactly. Okay, that, was like, that was like six things, but I like it. You just made them all. You made it into one really cool point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that's great. I like those ideas and I, I like the thoughts of organize it into pillars and your life into pillars and how you operate and do everything. So Thanks for jumping on, Chris. If people want to follow your journey and learn more about you, how can they do that? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more active on Instagram. It's mrmr.cpm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Chris Mello. And uh, the gym that we have is cpmfitness.com. And it stands for Courage, Potential, Motivation. cpmfitness.com. I love it. So if you're ever in Sioux Falls, make sure you hit up Chris. If you have questions, you can always shoot slide into his DM on Instagram. And if you have questions for me, you can comment on this post or shoot me an email, Chandler at StoneAgeField.com, and we'll help you out. Thanks for joining me, Chris. It's been fun. Thanks a lot, Chandler. It was great. You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.